Hello, and welcome to the Interesting World of Sports podcast on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are ours. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to the Interesting World of Sports podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Yasher. And I'm Connor Bacha. And today we're going to be covering the life and adventures of Dennis Rodman. We will be discussing his early life, his playing career in the NBA, and his adventures after his career. So let's talk about how Dennis grew up. He lived in the Oak Cliff section of Dallas in a poverty-stricken area. He was a tag-along to his two sisters, who were both very good basketball players, and they played Division I in college, so he'd watch them play all the time. He had a lot of very good basketball players in his family. While attending South Oak Cliff High School, he was cut from the basketball and football team, which was devastating to the lonely freshman. And coming out of high school, Dennis was only 5'9", which is pretty average, and was kicked out of his mother's house. So he started working as a janitor at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And while working there, he stole around 50 watches. He thought that'd be a good idea. And he was arrested and almost faced criminal charges. But him and his friends actually returned the watches in the nick of time, so he didn't face anything. That summer, he shot up from 5'9 to 6'7, which is massive. And because of this, he decided to give basketball one more shot. His local community college team took note of his skill during tryouts and saw something special in him. He then transferred to Southwestern Oklahoma State University. He did amazing there, averaging 27.3 points per game. An NBA team started to take note. So now, let's talk about his NBA playing career. So in the second round of the 1986 draft, the Detroit Pistons selected 25-year-old Dennis Rodman with the 27th overall pick. And the Pistons actually went on to win back-to-back championships in 1989 and 90, just a few years after he was drafted. And then on October 1st, 1993, the Pistons traded Rodman along with a second-year small forward named Isaiah Morris and a future first and second round pick to the San Antonio Spurs for forward Sean Elliott David Wood, and a first-round pick. With the Spurs, Rodman established himself as a rebounding machine on par with some of the greatest giants to ever play the game. And some would even say at 6'7", 215, he was simply just too small and too short to do what he was doing, which doesn't make sense, but some would say that. He earned NBA All-Defensive First Team honors seven times and won the NBA Defensive Player of the Year award twice. He also led the NBA in rebounds per game for a record seven consecutive years and won five NBA championships. At this point, he established himself as a rebounding machine. And he was extremely dominant. So now, let's talk about his adventures. The fun part. So one of his most noticeable characteristics, if you've ever seen photos of Dennis Rodman, is his hair. He went from cheetah prints to smiley faces to green, to beach blonde hair, it list goes on and on. Rodman began dyeing his hair following a near-suicide attempt, which he wrote about in his 1997 biography. He said, I decided that instead of killing myself, I was going to kill the imposter that was leading Dennis Rodman to a place he didn't want to go. After this, Rodman vowed to never be the shy imposter again and show the world his true colors. And then in 1996, Rodman actually came out as bisexual, and decided to marry himself, which few can say they've done, wearing a big white wedding dress out of self-love. 
He also had a relationship with one of the biggest pop stars of the 90s, Madonna. The romance only lasted a few months, but a few years ago, Rodman claimed that the singer actually offered him $20 million to impregnate her. He respectfully declined that deal. In a game in 1997, Rodman actually kicked a cameraman below the belt for no apparent reason, uh, resulting in the man being carted out of the stadium in front of thousands of people. And the year before that, he headbutted an official. <laughs> Just because why not? He also went by the nickname Rodzilla and wrestled Karl Malone, who is regarded as one of the best power forwards in NBA history, in a match alongside Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan, although he's the same height as Dennis Rodman, he is 302 pounds. Dennis Rodman is 215 pounds. That's quite a big difference. In 2003, Dennis Rodman tried to mount a comeback to the NBA. He was 45 years old and unsurprisingly failed, but he tried. And he actually broke his reproductive organ on three separate occasions, one of which was while attempting a trick shot with a partner on a boat. And it did not go as planned, resulting in an unfortunate injury for what some would call Dennis the Menace. He really earned that nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in the past few years, I'm sure many people have heard that Dennis Rodman has become very good friends with the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. And they have tons of just great memories together. And honestly, according to Dennis, Kim Jong-un is a very nice man. And he, uh, the whole reason they actually became friends was because Kim is an apparent basketball super fan and really likes the Chicago Bulls. And then Kim invited Rodman to Pyongyang, the capital of the isolated authoritarian state, for the pair's first meeting in March of 2013. And this seems unlikely because Kim Jong-un doesn't seem like a very happy, approachable, loving person you could just become friends with. Mm-hmm. And also, during the 2018 summit between Trump and Kim, the White House adamantly denied that Rodman had any official role in the summit, but Rodman told reporters that he was just happy to be a part of it because I think I deserve it. <laughs> He's very full of himself. Rodman was one of the few Westerners to ever visit and meet Kim, who was openly hostile towards Western nations, including the United States, during that time. He also told Kim Jong-un, you have a friend for life. So they obviously have a very, very close and intimate relationship. And then, during his January 2014 trip, Rodman courted controversy again when he infamously sang Happy Birthday to Kim on the basketball court and appeared to bow to the North Korean leader. In 2017 also, just to add on to everything else, all of their other relations, Rodman presented North Korea's sports minister with a copy of Trump's 1987 book, The Art of the Deal, as a gift to Kim Jong-un. So he gave the minister of sports a book of basically his sworn enemy who is openly said he hates as a birthday present. Mm-hmm. Now, Connor, do you think that Dennis Rodman should have this type of relationship with Kim Jong-un? I personally think it's fine. Just I give the man credit for having a friendly relationship with a world leader. And if you look at any like pictures of them together, I mean, I've never seen Kim Jong-un happier. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how happy a person is. He's also executed over 300 people since coming to power. And that was an article in 2016. So I cannot imagine some of the things he's done now. And I don't know if you remember seeing this, but North Korea had their very own COVID-19 vaccine, which would stop the spreading. So that number 300 has definitely risen since 2016. Yeah, I just, it's, he's such a 
terrible person. I just don't understand how Dennis Rodman, of all people, Dennis Rodman, who's just the most out there person ever, could be friends with him. And North Korea as a country has also never been good. I mean, the Korean War. Also, from 1948 to 1987, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, which is North Korea, was ruled by Kim Il-sung, an absolute communist dictator. People were so tightly controlled in all their activities, and those visitors that were allowed in were so managed that little information about the regime's purges, executions, and concentration and forced labor camps filtered out of the country. And estimates of the amount of people that died range anywhere from 710,000 to over 3.5 million. And we just, we have no idea because no one was allowed to leave. So I think it's good that Dennis has a good relationship with the country, but this country has done so many terrible things. I just, I don't think that this man should be friends with the dictator of that country. And I think a possible reason that they are friends or have a good relationship is because they are polar opposites. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but opposites definitely attract. So that could have something to do with it. That's very true. Once again, I'm Connor Bacha. And I'm Dylan Yasher. And we thank you for listening to our podcast. Have a great rest of your day.